0: Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to Lonely Fans. I'm Emily, and you are in for a treat today. I spoke with Aaron from the podcast The Tea with E, who I will link in the description and also shout out on my Instagram. Uh, We had a great conversation as kind of like starting out podcasters, and I think you're really going to like it. First of all, I apologize for getting this episode up a little late. As a lot of you may know, I'm a first year teacher and the school year is kind of starting up. So I figure, you know, why preach self-care if I'm not going to do it? So I decided to go to bed at a somewhat reasonable hour last night rather than spend a little extra time editing. And you know what? I'm not sorry. Okay? I care about you, but I also care about me. Um, yeah, that, what do we call that? That's growth. That's character development. So, anyway, make sure that you follow the Lonely Fans podcast on Instagram at lonely underscore fans underscore podcast to make sure you get all of the updates ASAP and also some extras. Um, if you are interested in more content, you can head over to my Patreon at patreon.com slash lonely And I just recently upgraded, or yeah, yeah, it's an upgrade. It's an upgrade my um my my patreon tiers so the three dollar tier which is called the lonelier fans tier you get early access to all episodes and once a month you have the option of sending in a possible or i will talk about it so it's not possible you you, you can send in a topic that i will spend a, a segment of the podcast talking about Um, if you go to the oh gosh why didn't I have this ready like pulled up the next tier I think it's called loneliest fans that's you get everything in the first tier plus two bonus episodes a month and then the loneliest of lonely fans which is the last tier the highest tier you get everything included in all the other tiers plus a weekly what did I call it um oh yeah subreddit saturday because you know I have a lot of I find a lot of gems on reddit and i really want to share them with you and so that would be a weekly thing i would post some of the best things on reddit and my thoughts about them so if you're interested head over to my patreon and without further ado here is the t with double e erin hey oh my gosh here she is (laughs) i have arrived (laughs) (laughs) i honestly i've been so excited to meet up me too. Yeah, I think we're like very similar. So um, I guess we should share our story of how we met. Um, yeah. And uh, yesterday, I think it was. Um, we met on matchmaker.fm. Sounds like a dating site, but it's actually for podcasters. Um, and, uh, you know, it all happened from there. Yes, it did. It's funny. I use that website because I'm interning for a podcast Mm -hmm. and I was trying to find guests for that podcast. But I was like, you know what? I want to look around for myself as well. And then you sent me a message and I immediately went to your podcast and I was like, yeah, we're very similar. And we're also Taylor Swift fans. So yes. (laughs) And both of our names start with E, which is really convenient because your podcast that you do is called T T with E yeah yeah uh, we could do like tea with double e or something you know yes it's i'm not a, a mathematician collab. but <laughs> it's an official collab now yes so do you want to tell us a little bit about your podcast i've listened to a couple of your episodes and i really like what you have to offer and all the things that you talk about i'm like i want to hear about so um okay. yeah um so my podcast the tea with e It's basically like a little therapy session for myself. I share my life experiences with dating, friendships, memories, and then I get together with my friends sometimes and we just hash it out. And I'm really looking for that relatable content that everyone can say, yes, that's happened to me before. So that's really kind of the heart of my podcast. That just honest. I mean, I read the description when I first came across your profile and I was like, is this Lonely Fans, but just less unhinged? Like I think it is. <laughs> I guess. We, it's a match made in heaven. There we go. <laughs> um, I really, yeah, I really like a lot of the things that you talk about. Um, And it's interesting that you say that recording a podcast is kind of like a therapy session for you because sometimes I feel the same way, but sometimes it also just kind of feels like I'll press record and it feels like there's this giant spotlight shining on me and I have no idea what I'm about to say or do but you know I I think it's a great experience and everybody should try it honestly yes definitely you know I admit like I I knew we were gonna have this recording session today and I felt myself getting a little nervous I'm like I'm a podcaster but I still get nervous (laughs) because you are recording and you're afraid your mind will go blank and you're just like, oh, I have, I ran out of things to say. I don't know what to do now. So yes, I, I definitely get that. <laughs> yeah, honestly. I mean, same. I mean, I know that, I don't know about you. I know you talk a lot about ment- mental health, but I feel like we're both kind of anxiety girlies. Um, So I can definitely <laughs> relate to that. Oh yes, we're definitely anxiety pals. I <laughs> struggle with a lot of anxiety. <laughs> very nervous person. And it is funny that we both have anxiety and we we both have podcasts (laughs) (laughs) I'm like honestly one of the things I was thinking about when I was um, thinking about doing a podcast I was like hmm sometimes the best thing to do to conquer a fear is to just do it and I really thought that starting a podcast was just going to rid me completely of all like social anxiety and it hasn't but it's it's definitely helped I feel like yeah I think it's it's good to just keep getting out there. And even if you're nervous, just jump in the deep end, you know, you yeah. just got to try it. And, you know, there's not a lot of room for failure, especially in podcasting. You just got to be transparent and honest and people like it. Yeah. And I mean, I admit there've been, I mean, only like two or three times when I have pressed record. And honestly, a lot of the time I won't really know what I'm going to talk about until I start talking. And most of the time it goes re- quite well but every so often I, I do one and I press stop on the recording after like 20 or 30 minutes, I go straight to the list and I just delete it. I'm like, nope, that was not it. <laughs> and that's gonna happen. Oh my gosh, yes. I, I think uh, one my mom was like listening to my very first podcast episode. I'm at, on episode nine now, and still, I changed so much, and I'm much more confident now, especially behind the mic, so I was like, oh, gosh, I thought that was good, and I put it out there. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I just recently did an episode where I went back, and I didn't listen to every single one of my episodes, but I was just kind of reminiscing on when I started, because I started in January of this year, and just listening to my first episode, I'm like, wow, i I didn't know how to like make audio quality good like I didn't know what I was talking about like but now I mean I can't say I'm a lot better but I you know you learn you learn yeah I mean I'm actually still figuring out audio quality now I have yeah I feel like it's one of the hardest parts about podcasting like i'm interning for this podcast called generation us and i went to the studio and they had like quite the setup they had mics they had headphones they had so much more recording equipment and i'm just like i'm just sitting by behind a mic in my basement it's it's not that that crazy (laughs) i mean at least you have a mic i'm just sitting here speaking into my phone i'm like i can barely find a place that's quiet enough for me to record like I feel like that's really cool, though, that you do get get to be a part of that podcast. What is it called again? It's called Generation Us, and it's available pretty much everywhere. Cool. So how did you get that internship? I'm curious. Yeah, so I'm a student at Towson University, and that is in Maryland, in case anyone doesn't know. (laughs) Um, So I mentioned to one of my professors that I was really looking to get into the podcasting world and learning more about it. And he actually sent me an email and said, hey, I just saw this like podcast that's available that's the school's offering up. You should apply. So I was like, okay. And I just sent an email to one of the hosts. And I was like, hey, I think this is something I'd be interested in. And we interviewed like a week later. And then he said, yeah, I'd love to have you on. You have great energy. Let's go. And I was like, all right. Wow. That's so cool. I very, you- very good. Like so, so you are you still going to school or did you graduate? So I graduate in December, so I'm almost done, almost there. Oh yes, you you can see the finish line. Um, <laughs> I I graduate in June of next year, so finish lines is still a little bit a ways off for me, but we're getting there. Yeah. Um. How old are you? I don't know. I'm 21. <laughs> okay, so I'm 23. We're pretty close in age. Yeah. Ma- you know what? Maybe that's why we we vibe. I feel like um gen z we just i don't know we just have this like camaraderie yes and not be broken yes (laughs) i love that and especially since we have you know gone through a lot of school during the pandemic yeah and we've just been shut in for so long i feel like we just want to all get together especially us anxiety girls yes (laughs) and it sounds kind of weird but maybe you can relate to this and like other Anxiety, girls, you know, and and boys, you know, oh, yeah. anybody listening, I feel like like right before the pandemic, this might be just me looking back with like rose colored glasses, but I really feel like I had kind of started to get my life together. Like I had a consistent like routine down, going to the gym, I was like doing well in all my classes, and right when I felt like I'm like okay, this is good, then the pandemic hit and it just set everything spiraling. <laughs> yes I feel the exact same way so uh before the pandemic like the month the months leading up to it I was having really bad anxiety but then I really started to treat my anxiety and I actually started feeling a lot better and then boom I was shut inside for several months so I I definitely know how you feel with that would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert you know, I, I think I would consider myself more of an extrovert, but I definitely can be introverted at times. I definitely need that alone time, especially if I'm creating something like a podcast. I need to, you know, plan by myself and really, you know, get in my head. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, fe- I, I mean, I feel, I don't know, it's kind of hard for me to tell. I, I would say I'm like, I'm an ambivert. Sometimes I can be introverted. Sometimes I can be extroverted, which... I feel like as most people,
1: because
0: oh, yeah. um, for me, it depends on like my mood, who I'm hanging out with, like the time of day, like it can just be really small things. But just the pandemic really cut all of us off from a lot of our connections. And as cool as it was at first to be like, oh, wow, like I just get time to chill and I can't even I can't go out anyway. So I'm just going to like stay in and, you know, do some self-care or whatever but i feel like that was fun for maybe about a week <laughs> yeah. and then i was like wait a second <laughs> i kind of need to like keep keep practicing like keep up with my social life so i don't lose everything yeah not having a set routine was really tough cuz you know i'd have my online classes but then after that it i wasn't going anywhere i wasn't leaving my house that much i would go on runs around my neighborhood but really i felt like i was very much stuck in a bubble and being stuck in a bubble when you have anxiety is terrifying because it feels like you just can't ex- escape that kind of very nervous, jittery feeling. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so um, I will say now that, you know, vaccinations are going on and we can go outside again, it's been it's done wonders for my anxiety. Now I can socialize again and not fear death. Sounds dark. Yeah. But <laughs> It's funny how, like when you going outside and talking to people has been equated to like death, it's it's crazy how that makes you anxious, yeah, because like, yeah, <laughs> we used to not fear death, right? Yeah, We were like, we'd go out. You know, we'd hang out with friends. But, um, you know in the heat of the pandemic every time you went outside you're like oh my god I could catch COVID I could uh, pass it to a family member so it was really like no you better stay inside which was it was just a crazy time of life yeah Um, and I feel like also um, be, both of us being college students I feel like one of the things I missed out the most just this year in in school is that i feel like opportunities to meet new people have been few and far between Mm -hmm. so I almost feel like I was so excited for this because I almost feel a little giddy when I meet someone new because I I'm just so excited to to meet people because that's usually a normal thing at university but this year was different yeah um yeah I gotta admit I haven't met a lot of people at college because the pandemic of course but um, once I got into podcasting, I was really welcomed into this community, and I've been meeting so many people online. And it used to be like, "Oh, don't talk to strangers online," but now I'm like, yeah. "I'll talk to everyone if they're a podcaster." <laughs> yeah, I was even telling telling my dad yesterday. I'm like, "Oh, I like, you know, met up met up with this girl named Erin on Matchmaker.fm. We're gonna do an episode." And he's like. He's like, well, are you sure she is who she says she is? If she's even the she, like, what? it's probably some creepy guy. And I'm like, well, I don't, you know, I understand your concern, but I don't think that's it. Um, I guess I'll find out tomorrow when we record. So, uh, you know, it's good to know that you're not a creepy guy, I guess, trying to connect with me on a yeah. podcast website. <laughs> yes. I mean, you can't admit that would be quite the episode if yeah, it honestly. was like a creepy guy. <laughs> that would be great content right there. That's my bread and butter. So, (laughs) you feel like I was the victim of a catfish. (laughs) This is the recording of the catfish. Yeah, I literally, they consented for me to record the whole thing. (laughs) Uh, I was also thinking about that in terms of like video games. And I kind of want to do an episode where I don't know, I play like Fortnite or something. And you know how you can chat with other people if you have like a headset and a mic? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, I, I've, I've heard often, I'm not a gamer myself, but my brothers are. And I've heard that girls aren't very accepted into the gaming community. And so a lot of guys, once they hear like a woman or a girl's voice, they'll like shut it off and go to a new game. Cause they're like, I don't want to play with the girl. Yeah. I'm like, that's, that I was like, that's dumb. Does that really happen? And my little brothers were like, yeah, if I heard a girl's voice, I would like leave the group and join another one. I'm like, really? I swear men are getting more and more intimidated (laughs) like if there's one thing men have it's the audacity like I don't understand Um, but what I want to do is I've heard that like uh, serious girl gamers they'll actually like try to make their voice sound like they're a guy so like they'll lower their voice and everything just so they can play video games and so I want to do that and see how far we can get into you know the mission or the game or whatever and then like reveal that I'm a girl and see what happens because I feel like that would be a plus content that would be great I'm all up (laughs) for that like (laughs) definitely want to hear that happen once I figure out how to play Fortnite it's over (laughs) my friend uh, a friend of mine Juliana she plays uh, lots of fortnite with her her cousin and I, I hear it's very fun but that's just something i do not understand <laughs> you know the thi- the thi- the gag is i've actually played fortnite because it's kind of if i want to bond with my little brothers i have to play whatever video game they're playing because otherwise i don't get to spend a lot of time with them right. and so back when fortnite was like at the height of its popularity a couple years ago probably you know, I would play with them, and they wouldn't even want to play duos with me because I would make us lose every time. And so I would just go, I would just go solo. And it's just so hard because because it's basically like a a battle royale. So it's a hundred people, and the last one standing wins. And so I was really good at hiding and not being found. But then eventually you have to like come out of hiding and fight. And as soon as I ran across another person, it was over. I'm like <laughs> I don't even know how to like shoot the gun. Like I- <laughs> like you have yeah. to move the camera around to fo- it's it's a mess <laughs> yeah I do I play uh, video games I play mostly Nintendo and uh, fighting it's hard because once you see like a villain or whatever you're like I'll just press random buttons and panic <laughs> <laughs> and then Jeremy Jason were like Emily we've told you this like a hundred times like this is what you do I'm like but like thoughts out of my head like head empty as soon as I see another person it's a lot of anxiety you know we get anxious playing video games yeah, yeah come on now <laughs> oh man um i feel like there was something else i wanted to ask you about that was like oh okay unless we have more to say about video games Tangent. no that's, i think i think we're good on video games we're just I, both anxious players like i assure you every video game bro that's listening to this right now has already tuned out so we have nothing to lose (laughs) um okay yeah so subject change you were saying how you finished listening to the Dr. Death podcast I feel like I've heard a lot about that but I don't really know what it is or what it's about okay could, could you like tell me what, what's the hype? What's the hype? Oh, okay. So I, I didn't know anything about this Dr. Death podcast until like, I don't know, a week ago. I was watching TV and I saw a commercial for the Peacock TV show, Dr. Death. And it had Alec Baldwin in it, a Christian Slater, and some pretty big named actors. And I was like, wow, this looks interesting. And then I looked it up and I found out it was a true story that was actually told. In this podcast called Dr. Death. Oh. So it is about this neurosurgeon who operates on people's spines and he either maimed or killed 33 of his 38 patients in like one year. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so it's yes it's crazy i highly recommend it oh that's definitely going on my listen list (laughs) yeah i binged it in like i don't know like two days i was just and then i watched the tv show and i i'm not usually a true crime girl but man this story caught me because it was like so insane because i'm like why does he keep operating why i'm like what (laughs) Well, now I'm going to be terrified every time I go in to even do, like, the most minor thing at a doctor's office. Like, <laughs> they'll be checking my heart rate. And I'm like, are you injecting poison into me right now? Like, <laughs> are you trying to kill me? I heard Dr. Death. I know. Like, <laughs> Trust me. I'm an expert. Yes. Do but- you listen to a lot of podcasts? You know, it's funny. I, I I actually never listened to a lot of podcasts before I got into the business. I did listen to this podcast called Inside of You and the host is Michael Rosenbaum and he interviews just a bunch of celebrities and they'll talk about their career and mental health so I really liked that one but other than that I, I gotta admit I haven't listened to a lot. I'm now listening to more because I want to get better in podcasting and I feel like in order to learn you gotta listen to more. Yeah yeah I think that's interesting because I think the main reason I, I got into podcasting was because I was listening to so many and I'm like, I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, all I need is just like, I, I just use Anchor, which is really easy to record and then edit. I just post it and call it a day. Like, I, um, but if you do want to get into true crime, let me warn you because I have recommended this specific true crime podcast to at least three different people or like groups of people. The first person was my roommate chelsea i the podcast it's called crime junkie it's one of the most popular true crime podcasts but like it's popular for a reason you know um i would i would i came back from my summer vacation like two or three years ago and i was telling her about how i listened to crime junkie because uh on my trip to europe we did a lot of traveling and so there was a lot of time so i'm like i'm just gonna listen to this see what happens and i got super hooked and I was telling Chelsea about this, and she would make fun of me. She'd be like, Emily, like, come on. And, you know it, it, you know, it was like a... We were just lightly joking. It was just a gag between both of us. Until one day, Chelsea came home and she was like, Emily, I listened to one episode of Crime Junkie, and now I'm like 10 episodes in. And I'm like... See what happens when you trust me? I, I never... Well... I can't say I never let people down. But I try not to. Um, and then second person, same thing. They were kind of like, oh, okay, I guess I'll check it out. Whatever. Like, autocorrect. Like, she's crazy. <laughs> and they they texted me and they're like, dude, I'm almost finished with, like, all of the episodes. I, I something about the formula. I don't know. Like, it just gets you so hooked. And you're like, what's going to happen next? Yeah. I just think, so, Ashley flowers is is the host and her friend brit is there kind of as commentary i guess a lot of people kind of have a vendetta against brit because i i will admit a lot of the things that she says like she does a lot of like and then what happened next or like asking the questions that probably like a lot of us in the audience have and so she's just like a voice for the audience and so sometimes i can be kind of cheesy but i still think to this day like Out of all of the true crime podcasts I've listened to, Crime Junkie is the one I keep coming back to. So. It must have that really, like, addicted formula. I haven't listened to it yet, but I'm definitely intrigued. I'm putting it on my list. Yeah. Once you, like, once, (laughs) uh, for lack of a better term, once you lose your true crime virginity, it's over. (laughs) Like, no more free time. Just true crime. (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. Lately, I've been binging so much content. Like, I've been, like, watching so much, like, shows on streaming services, and I've been binging so many podcasts, and my parents are like, you're just in a real binge-a-thon lately, and I'm like, I just, you know, I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Would you say, kind of before your, like, binge mode you are on now, were you, like, a big binger of, like, TV shows or media? in any capacity. Oh yeah. Yeah, I've always been, you know, I'm all or nothing type of girl. I just mm. dive right in. Like if I stay, start really liking a TV show, I have to know everything about it. I look up the, who the actors are, I watch interviews. So I definitely take a deep dive. I think I have a very addictive personality and obsessive personality. So, I just, you know, I like to know everything all at once. <laughs> yeah. See, I th- I think there's something wrong with me. Because I, I think I have a problem with change and things ending. And so if I find something that I really like, and there's like, you know, say there's six seasons of this show. I, I'm a couple episodes into the show and I'm already like, dang, like, I don't know what I'm going to do when this is over. Like, what, what's wrong with me? <laughs> like, and so I force myself to space it out because I want to drag it out as long as possible. Because once I get to the end... I'm going to have to like face my emotions again and find something else. Yeah, it is. Um I do think like watching a TV show or binging a podcast or any consuming of media. It's an escape for us and once it's over it's like we shut down and we're like, "Oh my gosh, what is left? There are no shows left for me. Yes. There's nothing left." So, yes, I definitely get that and when I do finish a show i'm like gosh i could have taken some time with that but no i had to just <laughs> consume it all very quickly <laughs> what 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 have you found to be your most binge-worthy shows you know i will say okay so i just finished watching doctor death the show i talked yes. about earlier it only has like 7 episodes and i watched it all yesterday i started in the morning <laughs> and i finished in the afternoon so that's been really good. Um, actually today I started watching that really old 90s show, Dawson's Creek. <laughs> oh, wait a second. I think my mom is watching that right now. Or she oh. she just finished watching it. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. And it is such like a dumb, like Teenage <laughs> Angst show, but I just, I just, I can't help myself. I love that content. I'm just like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? Who's going to kiss who? Who's going <laughs> to cheat on who? I need to know. Um, dang. Um, okay. Dawson's, is it on Netflix? It is on Netflix. I-, I recommend it. It's, it's, you know, crazy and so dramatic, but it's, I don't know. It's really fun and addictive. Sometimes I feel like you just need uh, those escapism shows like I I know kind of the big thing that people are like shows are doing now is they're like we're gonna have a COVID season or you know we're gonna make a movie about COVID but like add zombies and I'm like enough with COVID I don't want to (laughs) hear that word ever again I want escapism like I want Bridgerton I want like glee like I want to watch people's lives that do not relate to mine at all oh my gosh yeah maybe okay maybe glee i am a theater kid so (laughs) maybe that's not as removed as i would like but go theater kids shout out (laughs) are you a theater kid i was briefly in high school i took all these drama classes i took tech theater twice i was in the musical one year so high school i would consider myself a theater kid definitely but i am retired now (laughs) yeah same you know it was a it was a good run while it lasted but uh once you I feel like it was a very good thing to invest time in as a high schooler because apparently we had a lot of free time in high school that I didn't realize until I didn't have it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, how did I have the not only the time but the energy to like wake up and I would go to like this early morning church class. So I woke up at like 5:30 in the morning. I would go to this church class, I would go to school. After school, I would come home and do homework and then go straight to rehearsal at night and then come back, do more homework and go to sleep. And I was like, totally fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> if I tried that now, I would fall apart after like three days. Yes, I definitely know what you mean. I am um, in high school when I was in the musical. It was just so busy and so crazy. And I wouldn't leave school to like 8 p.m. Like, especially when I got closer to the show. And I think about that now. I was like, "How did I do that when I was like 16?" I can- I'm 23 now, and I can't I can't do that now. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know what it is, but I, don't know. I guess it's like nothing better to do. Maybe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I might as well invest all my free time in this like... production. <laughs> and you know, don't get me started on student athletes. You know, <laughs> I I did swim and cross country in high school. I did cross country there's something about cross-country people I have not met a single cross-country person that I haven't liked yes I think you know I I was not very good at cross-country but I think yeah (laughs) like all the varsity girls I couldn't relate to but all the girls (laughs) that hated running we were like a little group we had so much fun and we would just like die out there together. We would be like sweating bullets and just having the time of our lives out there. <laughs> yes. I was on like JV reserves. I, you know, I was not going places. I was not helping my team out at all, but <laughs> I met a lot of cool people. So yeah. I can relate to that. Yeah. One of my um, best friends, she um, lives in Wisconsin now. We have a long distance friendship, but I met her in cross country when I was like 14 years old and now I'm 23 and we're still friends so it was it was pretty cool is it that's just so cool I honestly if anything else if I ever have kids and they're in high school I would convince them to do extracurriculars not even necessarily to do the activity like theater or cross country but just so they can like meet people and have those experiences I think it's important to have some sort of community or, you know, comfortable environment in high school, because high school can really suck sometimes. It can be very stressful. People are rude and mean. So you want a little place you can go and fall back on and just hang out and chill. Yeah, honestly. So you were, t- you were telling me you go to university. What are you studying? I am studying public relations. So that's like... Okay. You know, reputation management, social media. Um, I just can, you know, manage people. I, so if I were to get a job in public relations, it would be like doing social media for like lotion or makeup. I would really try Ooh. to make sure that company's reputation is positive and they won't get canceled or something. Oh, <laughs> I, I bet companies are now like developing whole branches in their company just to like prevent them getting canceled because it's so easy oh yeah i mean it's terrifying in this social media world you say (laughs) one thing on twitter and no one ever wants to speak to you again and you have to do a 30 minute apology video and cry (laughs) a lot it's a whole thing just you don't want to even start that journey oh i i think cancel culture i think it's interesting because while it's so prevalent i feel like for the most part it's not as as real as people think it is. And that's not to say that people don't get cancelled all the time. I think they get quote unquote cancelled. But like you even look at like Shane Dawson. The YouTuber. Are you mm-hmm. familiar with him and like his whole thing? Oh yes. Yes. Very familiar. I just like I look at him. And he had there's so many reasons to like legitimately not just cancel him. But like de him. Mm-hmm. And you know, there was that moment when everybody turned against him and then he just, you know, disappeared for a couple months, half a year. I don't really remember. And now he's back just like making content like he was before. Yeah, it's it's tough because a lot of people, um, influencers especially, they'll get canceled for certain comments past behavior and it's like at a certain point can they ever come back like yeah. gabby hannah is a huge youtuber if you're familiar oh my with gosh <laughs> i G- i know gabby hannah i know how messy it is i have not even touched whatever is happening right now i don't know any of that narrative so if it, if you want to like summarize it for me i would be so grateful or you know i can just go down the rabbit hole another day <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot. So I would definitely do your own research. Okay. But there is just so much that she's done. That, um, has People are not supporting her. And she'll keep saying, yeah, I'm off social media. I'm not going to post any more content on YouTube. And then she'll just keep coming back. And I think she <laughs> just really needs to go away for a long time, rebuild her career and decide what her next move should be. Because yeah. I think when people are in the process of getting canceled or have a bad reputation they want to keep putting content out they want to keep proving themselves that they're the wronged ones and yeah but it's it's you just need to get offline for a while and so people can move on to the next thing yeah seriously like i almost feel i I don't know exactly what gabby Han has done so maybe she's just done some like unforgivable things but i almost feel bad for her in the sense that it's obvious she doesn't have anybody in her life that's telling her to stop. Yeah, she <laughs> just needs somebody to be like, "Hey, why don't you just I don't know, take a break, go out, go outside, and touch some grass." <laughs> like, does she not have anybody in her life willing to do that? Because I think that could do her a lot of good. Yeah, um, I mean, it's the t- it's it's just really sad to watch as well when people won't stop when they really should. And they'll, like, they'll get out their receipts, their screenshots on their phone, and they'll be like, look, look, I'm the one in the right. I, like, I didn't do anything wrong, but it's, like, everyone's already mad at you. They're not just going to suddenly go to your side. So just, you know, put your phone down, close your laptop, take a break. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the thing is, people who are truly fans of them that, like don't care about whatever they're being canceled for, they're going to come back anyway. So at the end of the day, like, like I was never a Shane Dawson fan. And I feel like most of the people who were kind of like going hard on him weren't his fans anyway. So I wonder if he actually really lost a lot of subscribers or fans, or if it was just like people coming out of the woodworks to say, see, I never liked him when they weren't really watching his content anyway. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They'll, they'll like, never be a fan. And then they're like, see, this is why I didn't support him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, I knew all along. It's like, you did? Because <laughs> I never saw you talk about him before today. Yeah. It's like, ah, this is the reason. I told you all. I told you this would happen. It's like, what? You don't know who he is? What? <laughs> and then the whole thing with cancel culture, too, is there are people who are, like, definitely deserve to be deplatformed and people and influencers that have done terrible things. And then you get somebody like Taylor Swift, who I don't even really remember what she was like, quote unquote, canceled for. I'm like, so we're canceling her because Kanye West interrupted her at the VMAs and she got upset over it? Yeah, I mean, there's just so, so much stuff with Kanye. It's crazy. The feud is insane and everyone and people kept switching sides people would be on taylor's side they would go to kanye's side and then at the end of it all it seemed like kanye was spreading all these lies about taylor swift so it's just so wild i mean these 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 celebrity feuds are are crazy i i okay i think the 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 reason she got like you know canceled as in like pre-reputation era cancelled, like when she disappeared and then made her comeback with Look What You Made Me Do. Yeah. I think it was because, wasn't it so Kim Kardashian, she posted a video that she recorded of Kanye and Taylor talking on the phone and he was asking her if he could include that line about her in his song and in the video it appeared that she was saying like, yes, you know, I encourage you, blah, blah, blah and then and and then people, so people were calling her a snake because she had like previously gotten on Twitter and been like, listen, I don't know why he released this song with this line about me. Like, I didn't give him permission. And then it's like, oh, but you're a snake because Kim came out with the receipts. And, and then I, you know, people made her feel so bad. She had to like disappear. Yeah. It's, it's a crazy story because I actually, I, I heard the original phone call that was released from kim kardashian and Mm -hmm. then um more clips of it had been released like long after and just the other day i heard a clip of taylor swift asking kanye west she was like is this song gonna be mean i don't want it to be mean yes they they left all that stuff out because it did it was mean The the lyric that went out was was mean yeah mean connotation And i feel like okay i'm gonna admit it I, I'm, I'm not going to say I was ever on Kanye's side, but I love Taylor. You know, yes. I had the Taylor Swift fan account in middle school. You know, I've had several episodes about Taylor. Like, she's my girl. Oh, yeah. But she can be petty. And oh, sometimes oh, yes. I don't understand her. Yeah. um, she, Like, when the Look What You Made Me Do music video came out specifically, I was like, oh, my gosh, girl is going off. And you know there was tons of easter eggs and the thing remember when she dressed up as like Katy perry and had the grammy in her hand in the car yes i just felt like stuff like that she does things that are unnecessary and they, they're just kind of mean and yes so she's definitely done problematic things as well she's not a saint but i mean the media has really criticized her a lot so i get it but i mean it's a lot <laughs> yeah it's just some of the decisions, like with the whole you know bad blood thing, her talking about the Katie Perry thing, I'm like, so she hired one of your dancers that left your show yeah. that's that's what this is about. I, yeah. I'm not really like like I get that you could be maybe kind of like, oh, that's annoying, but like making it a whole thing i I, I just don't understand <laughs> I yeah, I gotta admit I'm on the same boat here I. You know i did a lot of research about the taylor swift and Katy perry feud and that's all i could find was yeah, this I. afternoon dancer thing and i'm like is this really it like like i i mean i know Katy perry like dated uh john mayer i don't know if taylor swift was mad about that that katie perry probably, like probably <laughs> yeah, she's like you dated my my ex how dare you <laughs> so yeah and but- like the thing is, Taylor's allowed, anybody's allowed to feel whatever way they want to about things that happen to them. Like, she's valid, you know, if she uh, feels betrayed by Katy Perry, and Katy Perry's now her arch nemesis, you know what, if that's how she feels, go for it. But just kind of like making it public like that, I don't know. And I realize she's a public figure, so sometimes things are gonna get out, even if she doesn't want them to. But I'm like, you don't, just just because like a, a news article comes out doesn't mean you have to address it and like add fuel to the fire you know i i completely agree and you know the feud between Katy perry the feud between kanye west it was very messy and i feel like all of the things that happened were unnecessary and taylor swift really changed her image with these feuds and said like yeah all right i'll be the snake yeah and yeah it was, it was crazy. Like, when Reputation came out, I was like, this girl is angry! <laughs> it took me... Honestly, it took about a year for Reputation to grow on me, I think, for that exact reason. I was yeah. just kind of like, you know, I understand this upset, this upset you, you know, you need to have a um, catharsis album, go for it, but I just, like, can't really relate to having a feud with Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, so you know this music you you do you girl but you know it's it's not for me and then i eventually came around but yeah um, it was definitely very different i remember one of the songs i really didn't like was this is why we can't have nice things yes like, yeah. oh it's so angry and it's so feisty it's just some of the songs were total bops and I loved them but some of them were just so fueled by anger and I was like um Taylor maybe just go outside feel the sun on your face yes drink some tea (laughs) it's very like high school bully energy or like not bully energy high school like mean girl energy yeah and that was a little unfortunate (laughs) yeah but I did come around to reputation and now I think it's in my top three. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, I actually went to the Reputation Tour. <gasps> I'm jealous. <laughs> it was amazing. It was so good. It was my first time seeing her in concert. Ugh. And it was it was insane. I mean, I just, I, I don't have enough words to describe the experience. Well, not to invalidate your experience, but I actually went to the 1989 World Tour. So... um <laughs> I, I think that was the best show she's ever done but you know you know, uh, you know I got I it I've been very jealous that I didn't go see her in 1989 because the tickets like sold out so fast and I'm like I'll get her next time but I saw the videos from the show and I was like oh. I mean 1989 used to be my favorite album so you know yeah so. I but I just got I I I'm just happy that I got to see her at all because I know lots of Swifties you know they haven't seen her so yeah it's quite the experience no i mean i i definitely like every day i live in regret that i didn't go to the reputation tour but it's fine we we both live in regret for each other (laughs) we're jealous of each other's experiences and that's the best (laughs) and there's absolutely nothing we can do about it because it's not like she's going to be touring like you know she's never going to have a reputation tour again you know she'll perform the songs it'll never be the same girl she rocked that dark lipstick and all all black (laughs) yes yeah but um so let's let's talk about favorite albums though what's your favorite album okay my favorite album at the moment and it has been for i honestly since it came out has been folklore yes (laughs) do you feel the same Yes, yes, Folklore is my favorite album now. It used to be 1989, but I got this. Folklore is the winner. Folklore has dethroned all of her strongest albums for me. It's it's been crazy cuz I heard the podcast episode where you ta- you were interviewing that guy from YouTube who reacts to the Taylor Swift music. Oh yes, Tabrizio. Go- love. Yes. Him. I love I loved his videos and I- when you interviewed him I was like, "Oh my god, this is so cool." <laughs> But you guys were talking about the release of Folklore and how it was so sudden. Yes. And I felt like that made the album so much better because it was sudden and unexpected. Oh, yeah. And and it wasn't like, you know, this, it wasn't like a pop album. It was a folksy, calming, dreamy album. And it's, oh, it's Jeff's Kiss. It's beautiful. Yeah, honestly. I, I feel like I was talking to this about this to somebody the other day who was I I think we were talking about Bo Burnham and how Bo Burnham and Taylor Swift you know celebrities or like creators who are like them that have experienced so much success they've gotten to the point where they can kind of create whatever they want and people are still gonna love it yeah I think you gotta change up your art for people to stay yeah honestly like Inside, to have you watched Inside with oh, Bo Burnham? Oh yes, I have seen it. Okay. the The existential crisis that put me in. <laughs> it was a lot, <laughs> and I mean, I think it fit Bo Burnham's brand very well because I think he's always been pretty introspective with his comedy, um, and you know, he he tells jokes and anecdotes with a message. And I think that's why he's been a successful comedian. But inside kind of took a more, like it was still a comedy show. But by the, I think the second half, I was like, is this a comedy show though? Cause I'm kind of feeling this this dread. Yeah, it's like we were all tricked into a comedy show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm we like, were all- would do this. Oh my gosh, yeah, that was I, I didn't expect anything else because I was watching it, I was laughing with one of my friends, and then I was feeling very moved and emotional and I was like, this was my life in the pandemic. And I was like having flashbacks to like when we all got shut in for the first time because of the pandemic and how you know the mental health community especially suffered we both can relate we both have anxiety and it i just felt so much just from this man like singing songs and doing things in this like one room it was it was crazy yes (laughs) i i saw oh gosh do you watch Cody Co on youtube i do not okay he honestly i i don't keep up with him too much anymore but he and Noel Miller, they did this like that's cringe series of videos where they would react to just really cringy things, and they were like my favorite videos on YouTube for a very long time, and they still are honestly. They just haven't done any for like years. It's fine, you know. <laughs> we we survive. We move. Um, but he was being interviewed, or he was on a podcast, and Cody was saying he's like, yeah, you know, I watched Bo Burnham's Inside, like it was great. He's so talented but like I didn't really get it. And then so, and then I go to the comments and they were like "Cody, Co, the reason you don't get it is because you're probably mentally healthy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, all of our, uh, like the people who have mental health struggles were just like all crying in the corner like I don't know how what to do after watching this. Like how did this man put a whole year and a half worth of like our I guess our collective life experience into like a 2-hour show? I don't know. It's it doesn't make sense to me cuz he perfectly captured these feelings that we've all been having and it, it was it was just insane. <laughs> yeah. Props to him. Also, I hope he's he's well, first of all. He's not well. I hope he's doing better though. Yeah, I mean cuz no. <laughs> no n- n- like d- nobody who's mentally well could have made that oh my gosh no you have to have some sort of mental health issue to make that and understand that it's a two-way street yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like I you know I hope he's doing better because I mean I know he's also like very intentional and he's a good actor not that I'm saying he was like acting out everything but I hope he's doing better I guess than what the show made him seem like you know that's I, my hope he- Yeah, I agree. I hope that after he filmed it and edited it down and released it, that it was almost like a weight lifted off his shoulders. He let out all this emotion and feeling. And, you know, that's how I feel when I do podcasting or when I write poetry. I write a little bit of poetry sometimes and it feels it just feels like a creative release. Yeah, I love that. And sometimes it's just nice to have a project to work on, you know? Yeah, I mean, you. everyone needs an escape from life, because life is so scary and nerve-wracking and great sometimes, but you just need that escape, a happy place to go to, whether it's a show, poetry, journaling, music, whatever, you gotta have that little happy island to go to. Oh, for sure. And I feel like, also, tell me if you can relate, but I notice, it's, it's weird, c- because Whenever I am really busy and, like, I have a lot of things on my plate and it feels like I can never catch a break, it I don't like it because I'm like, man, I just really need a break. But I also do like it because it doesn't give me enough time to think. And I don't think that's very healthy is what I'm realizing. Like, I should be able to, like, have, have days where I have nothing to do and feel okay um yeah I think it's I think it's so it's 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 interesting because I've been told by people like you want to be busy because you don't have time to worry or stress you just want to be preoccupied but also you gotta have breaks you gotta relax and I feel like if you can't truly relax that's bad as well so you definitely need to find some sort of ground in the middle where yes you can relax but also you can maintain this busy schedule and that's okay. That's fine. It's that, but that's very difficult. That's a difficult point that you brought up. <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know, I'm a Virgo. Um, uh, Beyonce's a Virgo. And, uh, you know, I just like to bring that up as much as humanly possible. Um, Queen. <laughs> and uh, I don't even know why. I, I literally don't know why I mentioned Beyonce's a Virgo. I had a reason, but, you know, well, you relate to a queen <laughs> yeah I can relate to her work ethic and that's not to say that I'm as talented or successful as her but watching her work on projects where she, it's obvious that she puts all of her time and energy into it to the point of like exhausting herself like she works so hard and if I get into a project like that I feel like I'm similar um and it's really fun or I don't know if fun's the right word it It makes you it makes me feel fulfilled in the moment. But then after it's done, you're like, well, dang, now what do I do with my life? You know? Oh, yeah. I think it's good to be dedicated to a project and put all of your energy in that. But uh, it's the same thing when you finish a TV show, you know, you reach the end of it and you're like, ah, gosh, what's the next step? What's the next thing? and you know sometimes i get nervous that there won't be that next thing where i'm just as passionate as about it as i was as the last thing <laughs> yeah yeah so maybe moral moral of this episode is maybe you just need to be more okay with things ending and by you i mean we you know <laughs> Yeah, I, I, oh my gosh, yeah, you hit the nail on the head, because for a long time, I didn't want things to change. I, I wasn't comfortable with that. Like when all my older siblings moved out of the house to go to college, I was like, it's, I'm never gonna be this happy again. I'm gonna miss them so much. But I am finding, as I'm getting older, that change is needed. But it also makes things so much better. Sometimes like, if I was still in high school, that would not be good. So I'm really yeah. kind of welcome all the changes that come. I'm, th- I'm thinking of like a, I- I'm like concocting a cheesy quote that would be like on Pinterest. Like, if change never happened, there would be no butterflies. Hashtag yes. deep. <laughs> that was hashtag deep. That's lovely. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> really makes you think. Yeah, and the fact that you just, you know, said that quote without looking anything, I think that's very impressive. <laughs> uh, well, um, speaking of endings, I mean, is there anything else that you want to talk about? You know, I, this was an amazing and engaging conversation. I loved it, but I think we covered so many bases here. So I think yeah. this is a good, you know, ending place. Yeah, you know, T with double E. Tea with double. Like e. Hijacking your name. <laughs> you're like, well, you're like yeah. I'm gonna call my lawyer. Okay, that name is copyrighted. You can't change it. <laughs> oh no. Well, Emily, you gotta you gotta come on the tea with these so we can really get this yes! collaboration to be fulfilled. So we'll so definitely kill really that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it really can be tea with double E, at least once. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna call that. That's gonna be the title of the episode. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, um, so I know that your podcast is available on Apple Podcasts. Is it available yeah. on Spotify? It's not available yet, but I'm trying to work on that. It's also available on Audible and Amazon Music, oh. though. So. Okay. So yeah, I will definitely yeah. like leave a link in the description of this episode so you can go on and check out Aaron's content. Um, I've really enjoyed it. And let's just say that I am a... <laughs> uh, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm thinking of a fandom name. I am now a tea sipper. <laughs> oh my gosh that that's great (laughs) (laughs) and uh you know you can be a lonely fan if you want to so I I'm honored to be a lonely fan this is this is amazing (laughs) (laughs) well it was so good to talk to you and meet you Erin um I'm excited for when we can do this again on your podcast yes thank you for having me on Emily this has been lovely you're so welcome thanks so much all right bye bye